Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic success at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today we visit with Joel Batters, a senior from Nacogdoches, who's pursuing a biology major, business minor, in the pre-med program. You'll hear how Joel uses different techniques and strategies to help him develop the daily discipline practices necessary for pursuing the rigorous program he's chosen, while also making time for student organization involvement, as well as spending time with friends. Hi, Joel. Thanks so much for meeting with me today. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Well, if you don't mind, if you could just introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit about what brought you to Baylor and where you're from. Okay. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Nacogdoches, Texas, which is a small town in East Texas. It's about three hours east of Waco. Um, And I've had, um, I'm actually a part of a Baylor family, um, which is the biggest thing that brought me to Baylor. Um, My dad he didn't do his undergrad at Baylor, but he went to Baylor Law School. Um, and so that was kind of his connection to the university. And then my oldest sister graduated from Baylor in 2011. And uh, since then, I've had uh, one brother and another sister graduate from Baylor. So I'm the, the fourth of my family to go to Baylor. And I actually have uh, two younger siblings. Um, one will be a sophomore in college here at Baylor, and the other one's going to be a freshman. So definitely a big Baylor family. So that was the big pull for me. My parents really wanted me to come here and uh, coming into my high school years, wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. But uh, as I was exposed to the university through football games and just coming to campus and visiting my older siblings, I decided that this is where I wanted to go. Wow, that's great. How special that you can share that with so many different people in your family. It's good. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're studying while you're at Baylor and kind of what led you in that direction. Um, so I am going into my senior year, senior year um, as a biology major, and I have a minor in business administration. Um, and so my uh, primary pool to getting a degree in biology was because I knew um, I decided coming into Baylor that I wanted to try to go to med school. And so I wasn't even sure what I wanted to major in. I, I sat down with uh, the advisor for orientation, like every Baylor student does, and he said that most people that wanted to go to med school majored in biology. And so I said, okay, well, that's what I'll do. Um, and I mean, I've loved biology. Um, I love the challenges that it brings and uh, just learning about the human body. Um, and so, yeah, that was my pull to getting a degree in biology and wanting to go to med school. So. Right. Well, your course of study is definitely one that is rigorous. What are some study strategies that you found to be really helpful as you prepare for your classes and maybe even as you've prepared for the MCAT? Yeah, so um, as a pre-med student um, at Baylor, um, they really do, they put you through a really uh, rigorous process from the very beginning because uh, first off, med school is very challenging and uh, it's very competitive to get into med school. And so um, Baylor has a great pre-health program and a great science program and a great biology department um, in the midst of all that. And so really freshman year, they start you out um, in intro biology and intro chemistry and they start you out. It's it's not um, an easy start. It's not an easy route. They wanna challenge you and they really want 
Um, I mean, it's, they say this all the time. It's, uh, it's a, a weeding out process, which is a, kind of a scary term to use, but um, really all that means is just, hey, this is a, it's a difficult field to go into. Um, and it's a, they, they adjust the undergrad um, expectation to that level. And so going into freshman year, um, you, they put you in these, these science classes and not to, not to downplay um, any other uh, major or degree here at Baylor, um, but I, my, my freshman year and really every year after that, my science classes have most definitely been my most uh, time demanding classes as far as mm -hmm. studying for them. And um, on top of that, uh, whenever you apply to med school, you have a regular GPA and then a math and science GPA and the math and science GPA carries the most weight um, in that GPA. And so I just by the nature of that, I've always cared more about my science classes. And so one thing that I found to be really important um, starting my freshman year was studying for most, for those science classes every day. And so whether I'm, I might have had a I might have even had a test uh, in another class in a non science class before I had a test in one of my science classes. For example, um, I might have had a test. Let's say it's a Tuesday night. I might have had a test uh, for my Christian scriptures class on that Friday and not had a test in my biology class until the following Wednesday. So I had a week and a half. But that Tuesday night when I went to the library, I wanted to make sure that I'm using past tense and this is something I still do um, going into my senior year. But I wanted to make sure that I studied for that biology test that was in a week and a half, at least a little bit that night, whether that was an hour or an hour and a half, you know, just kind of adjusting um, how much time that was necessary for that day. Um, and you'll get so much better at that as you go through college, um, as you take tests and you start to understand how much time it really takes to learn that material. But yeah, I would, I would study for those science classes for biology and chemistry and then getting into organic chemistry and genetics and those upper level biology classes, I would sit down with the material and, and study that every single day. Um, and that included, you know, sometimes that was uh, a Friday afternoon whenever I got out of class when uh, everyone kicked it into weekend mode. Um, you know, something that my dad told me that really kept that in perspective was, you know, whenever you have a job one day, even on Fridays, you're going to end up working until, you know, four or five o'clock. And so most people get out of class, you know, around maybe 12 or one or even two on a Friday. And as college students, the tendency is to just immediately kick it into weekend mode. Um, and I found something that's been really useful for me is go ahead and getting started on that studying um, and on that classwork that was that I needed to do for the following week and not waiting until Sunday afternoon to do that. So spending a couple hours on Friday, um, working on material, going over material, doing homework. Um, and then, you know, honestly, a couple of, maybe even a couple hours on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, Sunday afternoon after church or whenever that is. Um, and so just being, uh, involved at the level that I've wanted to be involved in, um, in extracurriculars at Baylor and, uh, wanting to still have a social life and, also really being driven to get into med school and make the grades necessary. Um, I've learned to really use my weekends. And that's something that I think a lot of uh, uh, college students um, don't really think about or even really consider. I remember 
being in high school and I went and visited a friend at a different university and it was a Saturday afternoon and I saw some people and they had these study rooms in his dorm and I saw some people in there doing homework and I was just like, wow, I will absolutely never ever do schoolwork on a Saturday. That sounds like the worst thing. Sunday, Sunday afternoon, I get that, you know, that's, that's a weeknight. You have class the next day, I get that. But I remember being a high school student and uh, saying to myself that I would never be that person that just uh, sacrificed my social life, sacrificed my weekend to do schoolwork on a Saturday afternoon. And then as soon as I get to college, um, almost immediately realizing that I needed those weekends, I needed those Friday afternoons and those Saturdays to get my schoolwork done. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, just kind of shifting that mindset to what what is going to be necessary to be successful. That's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember hearing once, if you treat your college experience like a job and get up and are ready to go every morning at eight o'clock and work at schoolwork, going to class, whatever, until five every yeah. day, yeah. then you will accomplish a great deal. But yeah. I thought about that when you're talking yeah. about that Friday, Friday afternoon and boy, mm -hmm. it's tempting because yeah. if your friends are yeah. going and doing fun stuff, but to have that it sounds like a lot of discipline is required. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're pursuing mm -hmm. this path, especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Well, when you do sit down and start to study, um, do you have any routines or patterns that you typically fall into as far as specific ways you cover the material or anything like that? Um, so it, it depends on the class. I don't think there's necessarily uh, one silver bullet or one mindset um, that I can, uh, for you know, for just generically for any class and sit down and be like, I'm going to do this, this, and this uh, to do what I need to do. I think the most helpful thing is um, talking to students that have taken the class before um, and even before you take the first test kind of asking them uh, what they did that was either helpful or not helpful to get ready for the material to get ready for the tests and another thing um, that I cannot emphasize enough is going to talk to your professor um, meeting with your professor face to face um, there's many, many, and I know that your question was what I do whenever I sit down, but this is, I see this as a preliminary thing before I sit down and study is talking to your professor um, before, before there's an issue, before you even take a test. Um, there's many benefits to that. One, you're showing your professor that you're taking the initiative and that you care. Um, and you're doing it early before there's an issue. And two, um, and just a, in a one-on-one -on -one setting, uh, a professor is able to give you the amount of time and the detail that you need um, specifically tailored to you, specifically tailored to whatever questions you have about the material. Um, and just asking the professor, hey, starting now, you know, you don't go the day before the test and say, what do I need to do to study? Um, but, you know, a week in advance or even two weeks in advance sitting down and saying like, hey, what, what would you advise um, that I do kind of every day? to learn this material, to be prepared for the test, to be successful in your class. And one, that, um, you know, it wins you good graces with your professors. And two, it's incredibly helpful. And so whatever that professor tells me, um, again, for example, just, you know, for my science classes, um, a, a professor will go over things in class um, and 
me personally, again, this is something that you can kind of tailor to your own individual um, learning style. Um, as you kind of experiment with this, you'll kind of learn how you learn best. And I, I like sitting down with the textbook and reading, um, especially for science classes. You know, I'll, I'll have my notes from class, whether the professor gives you PowerPoints or you just have to take handwritten notes. I'll have that sitting on one side and I'll have the textbook on the other side. And really, I mean, it's, it's very, for the most part, it's pretty time consuming. But for me, uh, helping me understand the big picture of those science classes, helping me understand all the way down to the details, it's a big picture all the way down to the details, um, is just reading the textbook and having those notes over to the side, whether that, again, that's whether that's the PowerPoints or the handwritten notes and being like, okay, like this is, this is uh, what the professor talked about in class and just being able to highlight that um, mentally and say, and um, a lot of times um, the professor will even use uh, the PowerPoint um, from the same company that makes the te textbook. And in those cases, that's really helpful because you're able to kind of see what the PowerPoint highlights, what the PowerPoint hits, and then going more in depth with the textbook. Or if they um, kind of make their own PowerPoints, which is what several professors do as well, is saying, okay, what did they talk about in class? Now, how can I better understand this with an, with an additional source, that additional mm -hmm. source being the textbook? Um, so I, I like, I, don't, I say I like, I don't necessarily enjoy it always, but I found it to be very helpful to just sit down with the textbook and read it and take my own notes whenever I'm reading the textbook. Okay, that's great. And then putting it together with the mm -hmm. information yes. from yeah. class too. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Well, I've heard a lot of times the way we start our day can play a significant role in how our day seems to go. Do you have any sort of morning routine you like to do every morning? Uh, yeah, so um, the first thing, something that I discovered my uh, freshman year of college, and most of you discovered it before then, was coffee. Um, and both of my parents, uh, they they kind of turned into all day coffee drinkers. And because of that, I was like, I do not, I never want to be like that. Um, I don't want to have to drink coffee all day. And let, don't get me wrong, I, I still don't want to do that. But uh, I remember, uh, swearing against coffee and just like swearing against uh, caffeine coming into my freshman year and then immediately realizing that uh, caffeine really did help me get going in the mornings. A cup of coffee really did help me get going, uh, help me be more alert. And so a cup of coffee in the morning is um, almost a must for me now um, just to get ready for class. And really, I mean, it is, even if you got most of, most of the people listening to this podcast, can relate to this, but I mean, even if you get nine or 10 hours of sleep, you can wake up in the morning and still feel really tired just because you got to get going. You know, um, I've, I've slept for four or five hours and woken up and been more alert and more awake when I wake up than, you know, whenever I sleep plenty. And so really taking, having a cup of coffee can really help you just kind of get in gear and just be mentally alert, whether that's going to class. Um, another thing uh, that I love doing is, uh, I, I really do try to do something uh, productive before I go to class and before I start the day. Um, I mean, exercising is really important, um, and I, I try to find the time in the midst of a busy schedule to do that a couple times a week. And uh, 
um, if I can, and again, it doesn't always happen, um, but if I can, I try to, to exercise and get that time uh, before I go to class just because, again, that's another great way um, to just wake up and get alert and get ready and get that blood flowing, whether that's um, whether you go to the gym to work out or whether you run or whether you like walking. Um, and then the last, another thing that's uh, really crucial to my, um, to my day, to starting my day is uh, just listening to music. And for me, that's uh, listening to worship music. Um, I know that if, if you've grown up in the church and you've grown up in a, in a Christian family, uh, something that's really taught to us is having a Devo time and reading the Bible and praying and those sort of things. And that is um, really, really important. But to be completely honest with you, I, I don't take the time to do that every single morning. Um, I, I try to, and oh, sometimes I do, but I, I don't take the time to do that every single morning. You know, if I have a nine o'clock class, I don't necessarily get up in time to, to do that. But one thing that has become really important to me over the years is no matter how late I get up, it's going to take me, uh, whenever I lived on campus, it's still a 10 minute walk uh, to whatever academic building you're going to. And then living off of campus, you know, a five or 10 minute five, five minutes in the car. And then however long it takes me to walk. So still, I mean, from leaving my house to, uh, getting to, um, the academic building, um, that's, you know, 15 minutes. And then if you add in, whether you eat a bowl of cereal or you're drinking a cup of coffee, it's just listening to worship music during that time. Um, really for me, my, my faith is really important to me and one, why I want to go to med school. Um, and two, just how I do my everyday life. And so, um, just getting that, that sense of encouragement and that sense of positivity, um, that worship music and really a sense of perspective, um, that worship music, um, brings, uh, to my life through the lyrics and through the message, uh, that they have and starting my day off on that foot is, has become really crucial to how I do, uh, my everyday life. I'm so glad that's been such a good connection for you in the morning and helps you throughout your day. Thanks for sharing all yeah, that with absolutely. us. Um, well, when we think about, of course, going to class and then studying, and you've talked about some really great study strategies and routines that you have in place, where are the places that you like to go to study? on and maybe off campus also um so when it comes to studying i i keep it pretty basic i go to the library um, i go to the library a lot um starting my sophomore year i started to live off campus and uh lived with several roommates and very quickly found out that my own house was it was incredibly hard to uh, be productive in regards to schoolwork and learning things in my own house. And so starting my sophomore year, um, and even my freshman year in my own dorm, I, I discovered that it was really hard for me to study, uh, in my own room and then going into, uh, off campus living to study in my own house. And so I would, uh, go to the library, Jones library, um, on the first or second floor, sometimes in a cubicle, sometimes, at a full table, just depending on how busy it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a library rat and, uh, off campus, um, off campus, it just depends because, um, uh, 
the library is so, um, it's just really convenient because of how close it is. And I'm always, almost always having to print something. Um, and so the only place to print things for me is, I mean, we have uh, the Paul prints and so that's somewhere on campus, but um, it just depends on what, what I'm really trying to do. Um, Cause coffee shops are great and I've taken some classes during the summer um, and the coffee shops are usually a little less busy during the summer. And so I like studying at coffee shops, common grounds, dichotomy, um, during the summer, but during the semester, those places are usually a little too busy and a little too noisy for me, which is why I prefer uh, the library. <clears throat> because, I mean, if someone's at the library, um, they're there to study. You know, they're there to, um, if, if they're being too loud, then there's a, you know, it's kind of frowned upon to be too loud in the library versus mm -hmm. in, at Dichotomy or at some, comp, at some coffee shop. People go there to talk, people go there to meet. Um, and so that's why I found going to the library to be the most effective thing for me because it forces me to uh, remove distractions um, and focus in and do what I need to do. Great. Yes, and sometimes finding that place where there aren't so many distractions can be a huge win mm -hmm. when you're trying yeah. to get a lot done. Yeah. Well, another thing that I've heard a lot is our challenges that we've overcome and mistakes that we've made in our lives sometimes can be the best teachers of all. And so have you had an experience since you've been at Baylor that has really taught you something important? Well, I think I've had many experiences that have uh, uh, many failures that have showed me uh, very good uh, teaching points and very good uh, growing points for my own life. I mean, I can think specifically of one example from my freshman year um, where I was taking an 8 a.m. biology class. And um, I think out of all the tests that I took in my biology class that freshman year, um, this one, I, I was really prepared for it. I, I, this was probably the third test in the class. And so I had kind of taken two tests and, you know, done, I had done good on one of them, done not so good on the next. And I thought, I really thought I had this class figured out, um, as far as how much I needed to study every day, how I needed to study every day. And by nine o'clock the night before I was really confident and, uh, everything that I knew I went and played basketball, relaxed, you know, went to late night Penland, did the whole uh, freshman thing. Um, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you what time I, I went to bed that night. I, I wasn't even, it probably wasn't even that late, but I mean, maybe a little later than it should have been. Um, but anyway, I, um, I, I can't remember exactly what happened. I think maybe I did set my alarm. Um, and for whatever reason that night, maybe I decided to update my phone, um, did, you know, one of the iPhone software updates. And I think that turned off my alarms. And so my, my class started at eight o'clock. It means the test started at eight o'clock. And I woke up at 825 um, the day of the test. And um, I remember thinking, I was like, okay, it's all right. It's all right. Don't panic. Like the worst thing I can do right now, is start to stress myself out, you know, get up. I like, I was one of those kids, I was running the class, you know, just like a lot, but still at the same time, you know, it's like, all right, light jog, just like, if I start getting stressed out right now, just get there, however much time you have, do as good as you can, just trying to think positively. And the two tests before, um, I had plenty of time to finish, um, to go over all my answers and stuff. And so I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll be fine. I might have to rush a little bit, but I'll be fine. 
And I remember sitting down and uh, this test was a couple questions longer than the previous test. And so I kind of rushed through um, and I actually was going back and uh, I answered all the questions and then was filling in Scantron. And whenever I was filling in Scantron, I realized I missed a whole page of questions on the test. And so ended up just Christmas tree uh, those questions on the test. Cause I mean, the, the professor had the, the timer up on the, on the, uh, whatever it's called, the overhead thing. Uh -huh. um, the screen. The screen. Yeah. The professor had the uh, time on the screen and uh, was like doing the countdown. And I mean, I was down to 30 seconds. And so I was just Christmas during those questions that I missed and ended up doing significantly uh, worse than I would have done if I had the, the full allotted time. So my advice for that would be, one, uh, don't update your phone. Uh, <laughs> the night before a test because somehow I think they'll turn off your alarms. Um, and this, this even plays into a really good, uh, a really good piece of advice is having an actual alarm clock other than my phone. Um, and so I'm one of those people where I like hitting the snooze button. I, I will schedule in hitting the snooze button for when I need to get up. So I know the hard line time that I need to wake up and I'll set my alarm, you know, 10 minutes before that so that I can hit snooze once. Um, and that's another thing. If you're really, really tired, you have to be careful. You actually hit snooze instead of turning it off. And so one, if you do use an iPhone alarm, set multiple alarms, but a great investment of the few dollars that they take to buy is a regular alarm clock because if it's plugged into the wall, they don't go dead. Um, they don't update in the middle of the night. Um, and it's, and it's a backup plan if anything else. So I'll, I use my regular alarm clock to this day and I'll still set my iPhone alarm. But having two alarms, I think, especially on those test days, especially um, if you go into the professional world, you have an interview that morning or something, it's especially important uh, to be on time to is using two different alarm systems and then setting however many alarms is necessary. That's great. Thanks for sharing that yeah. story. That was, <laughs> I think we all might have a story about yeah. oversleeping on an important day for sure. But yes. Good old alarm clock that you can plug into the wall. Mm -hmm. Unless the electricity goes out, you're yeah. probably probably good to go there. Yeah, great investment. Yes. Um, well, tell us a little bit. We talked a lot about your academic focus while you've been at Baylor. What about student organizations that you've gotten involved in? How has that played a role in your time here? I'm a member of KOT fraternity here at Baylor, and I've also uh, been involved with the uh, Antioch Community Church uh, through the life groups and now um, still being a part of life groups um, and for me those have been honestly the most those uh, organizations the people the relationships that I've made in those organizations have most definitely been the most uh, meaningful experiences to me through college um, and I think um, one thing to tell all the kids out there um, all the people that want to go to med school or um, want to go to law school or want to get into competitive graduate programs is school is absolutely um, uh, your number one priority and it's important. Um, but so are all those other um, aspects of life. Um, I remember 
I, I think this was my youth pastor that told me this. I, I've heard it probably from several places. Um, but the, the saying is, you will always make time for what's most important to you. Um, and wanting to be a doctor is, it, it's the most important thing to me um, in college. Um, and so setting aside the time to do those academics, um, to take care of those classes, to get those grades uh, are absolutely necessary. And I really do uh, try to prior prioritize that, but it's not the only important thing in my life. Um, family is really important to me. Um, relationships, um, doing life with other people. Um, I have discovered to be um, a really uh, valuable source of joy and a source of life um, through my college career. And the one thing that I can say to kind of put that in perspective is um, I kind of see everything in my life as intertwined. Um, and so I'm not just out here uh, coming to Baylor, you know, in my own world, um, pursuing my own career. That, that's true to some extent, but um, my life and, and my career is intertwined uh, with other people's. And I think that was um, a specific design by God for us is to live in community um, and to live with, um, with, with other people and to do life with other people. And so whether that's friends that I make in class or friends that I make through church or through my fraternity, um, I, I've discovered that um, setting aside time for those things is important. And so it's not necessarily just about, I, and you really want to check your motivation on this and, and think, okay, well, is it just because you don't, you don't want laziness uh, to, to play into that equation. And so whether I decide to go uh, play basketball at the slip with friends or whether I decide to start studying for a test, I don't want laziness to be the biggest equate, the biggest uh, uh, factor in that equation. If I do decide, and, and sometimes I do, you know, I'm not as much as I want to, um, I do have to make those sacrifices and go study instead of playing basketball. But in the times that I do decide uh, to go play basketball, I'm using that for an example, whatever you like, whatever you do for fun, whatever you do with your friends, um, whenever I do decide uh, to do that, um, I really want it, my decision making and um, how I justify that to be, okay, I'm going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to connect with them on a personal level. I'm going to spend time with other people. And I'm going to use it uh, as a stress relief um, to be around other people and be um, motivated and inspired by friendships and genuine relationships. And I mean, I say I use the example of playing basketball because that's a great way um, to relieve stress is to get some exercise and run and get your heart rate up. But I mean, for a lot of people, whether that's, you know, going out to eat, I mean, there, there's a balance there. So I'm not going to go, uh, I'm not going to go out to eat with my friends, uh, spend an hour and a half there, then go get ice cream and then go watch a movie after. But you know, Hey, um, that, that might be my friend's plan for that night. They're like, Hey, I can't, I got some stuff I need to do tonight, but Hey, I'll meet you all at the restaurant and I'll go sit down for an hour and uh, have dinner. And so there's a balance there. It's, uh, it's not one extreme or the other. And, and don't get me wrong. Uh, again, I've said that if academics, if, if getting into a, some sort of graduate program is the number one thing, number one priority in your life, and you need to make the sacrifices necessary to do that. But you do have to have a little bit of that social 
aspect intertwined in your life just to keep you going um, and just to find life and college fulfilling and to capitalize on valuable friendships and relationships. That's great. Really well said. And so thinking through keeping a good balance and making sure that you're investing because it's kind of like you have this limited resource called mm -hmm. time. Yeah. 24 hours right. every day. Yeah. We all have them, but we decide how we're going to invest wisely with mm -hmm. those hours. Yeah. So do you use any sort of time management tool or something to kind of help you keep up with what all needs to get done and when you have time to spend time with friends too mm -hmm. and those yeah. sorts of things? So this is, this is an area as far as a uh, specific tools. Um, this is an area that I've honestly just recently really started to experiment with. Um, and so going into my senior year, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy that I've been able to, uh, do anything without, um, you know, those kind of skills, but I think, uh, well, I mean that to say, I mean, I have done some things, but I'm, I'm trying to enhance, um, using time management skills, uh, time management tools. Um, and so having an academic planner is an absolute, I don't care what degree you have. I don't care what you're involved in. I don't care uh, whether you have a job, whether you don't have a job, an academic planner um, or an academic calendar is absolutely crucial. Um, and so I, I'm a pen and paper kind of guy. I, they sell them at the uh, Baylor bookstore or Walmart or wherever you get, whatever size you need, whether that's the full layout calendar. Um, people, you know, you know yourself and you know what's useful for you. And so I've gone everywhere from just the basic uh, rigid skeleton calendar um, and, and writing test dates down, writing important uh, due dates down, all the way to the hour by hour planners. Um, I think the hour by hour planner is a little too much for me, but um, it's really important for me. Um, it's just a habit now. I sit down with my calendar, my academic planner, and as soon as most professors put all the test dates down on the syllabus, the first day of class and the first thing that I do is sit down and write in every single test date um, so that you know to plan accordingly because studying for a test doesn't start a day or two days before it starts um, the weeks before um, and so that's really important and then the other thing that uh, I've, I've just kind of recently started getting into this and most people that are listening to this are probably way ahead of me on this but using iPhone reminders and uh, walking to class or driving through Chick-fil-A and using Siri to set an iPhone reminder is an incredible tool. And so, I mean, you just say, hey Siri, uh, remind me to uh, blah, blah, blah at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Another uh, important tool in addition to um, an academic planner or a calendar is iPhone reminders. And this is something that, honestly, I kind of thought was um, unnecessary for me or kind of kind of silly because I think that I remember everything which is not true um, but um, it's an amazing piece of technology to to be walking to class or in the drive through at Chick-fil-A and just say hey Siri remind me of or remind me to do blah 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 at 9 a.m. tomorrow and Siri sets you a reminder and it'll do that and 
I've, I've learned or I'm trying to get into the habit of doing that, even if it's something that I think I'm going to remember because um, worst case scenario is I remember to do it and then I uh, get the reminder notification. All I have to do is uh, delete it. But it's a, it's a great backup plan. If something's important, uh, whether that's you need to text someone or call someone or make sure you have something submitted, is just setting the – I mean, it's amazing that I j really just – honestly, this summer just started using – the Siri reminders because they're they're so quick they're so fast it takes a few seconds to set a reminder on your iPhone um, using Siri or manually and just just to make sure that I do something um, and a lot of times whenever I do set a reminder I, I remember to do it before I get the reminder just because um, it's that extra um, processing mental processing but there's there are cases where um, whether it's tomorrow or two weeks in advance um, you need to set a reminder. Uh, to make sure that you do something. And I found those uh, to be really helpful and want to make that more of a habit. That's amazing. I've, I'm going to start using that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know sometimes I'm, I have a three-year-old and so yeah. I have trouble remembering things a lot of times. So yeah. that, I'm going to put Siri to work now. That sounds like a good strategy. Well, you mentioned earlier that you must start your day with a cup of coffee. And what is your favorite way to have your coffee? Um, so usually, um, as, a, as a freshman, um, I just drink the coffee from Penland, from the dining halls or whatever dining halls eating at. And I like drinking it black. Um, sometimes I'll put a little bit of a... Uh, uh, um, half and half in it, but uh, I've, I've kind of learned to acquire a taste for black coffee, and uh, it started off, I mean, I didn't even like coffee uh, um, in high school, but then kind of whenever I started drinking it first, I start, I liked it for its effects, but after I started drinking, I really kind of did like to start it, um, like it for its taste, and so I'm a black coffee drinker most of the time. Sometimes I'll put some half and half in it, especially if I want it to cool down faster, um, but I think, I think it's a lot healthier to drink it like that. Um, just, you know, I don't want to, um, you know, I don't have time to, to exercise every day or, um, burn off, you know, like a lot of those calories. And so, and I also, I do, I like, I like, eat, I love pizza. I love French fries. I love all that stuff. And so, um, I, one thing that, um, a lot of people have heard is don't drink your calories. And so I think that's kind of what, um, inspires me to drink black coffee because I don't want all that extra sugar um, or extra fat or anything. Um, and just the taste. I mean, I've, I've gotten to where I like the taste. Um, but that being said, you know, every now and then I do indulge and I'll get a frappuccino or something like that. But if I'm, if I'm buying coffee from Starbucks, it's usually a uh, black coffee or even now that I have like my own coffee maker, I'll just drink uh, black coffee. So. Well, when you think of resources at Baylor, maybe that have been especially helpful to you, is there something that's been a favorite for you? Um, resources at Baylor. Um, I've, I've kind of already hit on this, but this is definitely, I mean, it's, it's a resource because it's, it's required for professors to do this, but office hours. Mm -hmm. um, every professor is required to have office hours. Um, and in the syllabus, most of them will say, if if you if you're in class during their office hours email them and set up an appointment and I, i've already kind of emphasized that is how important it is to go by your professor's office um, so office hours um 
I really haven't used the, uh, the tutoring center for a lot of classes. Um, depending on the class, uh, if they can be really helpful. I mean, for, for example, uh, for biology, I never, I never got really any tutoring for biology classes just because um, I've learned that just learning it by myself and talking through it with my peers is sufficient and the best way to, for me to learn it. But for example, I took calculus uh, over the summer, the, the summer after my freshman year, and I probably came to tutoring every single day mm -hmm. because in addition to learning the, or getting the material shown to me in class, I, I needed someone that was like, okay, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, don't even, I almost don't even have a basis. Um, I think my pre-cal class in high school was almost, I mean, I couldn't remember anything from it. And so sitting down with someone and being like, I, I honestly don't even know where to start with this problem and sitting down. So the tutoring center uh, was really helpful for that class, but not for all the classes that I've taken. Great. Thank you. Well, I just have one more question um, during our time today, and that's thinking about the future. And you've talked a little bit about some of your hopes beyond Baylor, but when you think about your life after Baylor, what, what are some key things you hope? are involved there um so some key things for my life are um like i said i want to go to med school and that's because i want to be a doctor um but not just because i want to be a doctor but um i decided and this is really why i decided to be a doctor and just i mean this uh, perfectly ties into my future plans is i want uh to get a degree and, and go into a, an engaging and uh purposeful career um, and to me, that's what being a doctor means. And so uh, that could be whatever, whatever that is for anyone is, um, I want to go into a career, um, where I'm not just doing something to log the hours and, uh, you know, make money, uh, to provide, to provide for my family, but doing something that I'm going to thrive in and be able to help other people. That's something that's really important to me is to, uh, something that makes me feel fulfilled and fulfilled and something that I think is a big calling for my life is to meet other people's needs. And so that's why I wanted to go into the field of medicine um, and meeting people's needs. That can be, I mean, just about any career. Um, uh, if you decide to do your career that way, if you decide to kind of have that perspective of, Hey, I, I have a, I acquired a skill with my education. Um, that I can benefit, that other people can benefit from. And so using it in that way. And I think that's something that I want to center my career and the rest of my life on. Um, and on top of that, I mean, I definitely have a hope of starting a family one day um, and getting married. And, well, I guess getting married and then starting a family um, and being able to uh, do all those um, great things. So. Well, wonderful. Well, we wish you the best as you take those next steps into your future. And thanks so much for sharing these great strategies and techniques that have helped you be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Wow. I felt like Joel shared so many helpful tips and techniques. I've definitely started implementing the iPhone reminders using Hey Siri and have found it to be so helpful. I hope you found some good tips and techniques to incorporate into your day-to-day -day work as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time when we hear another student success story. 
Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Student Success Stories. You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching Student Success Stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast for a direct link to subscribe and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. Music for Student Success Stories is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.